The Start. On Demand. On Demand. Pierre-Luc Dubois makes his debut tonight for the Winnipeg Jets in Calgary. And on that subject, we had a conversation about the Welcome to Winnipeg gift basket. What item or experience would you put in the ultimate Manitoba gift basket? Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and guess what? There is a flower shortage. Premier Brian Pallister and Dr. Brent Rusin are speaking today. What would you like to see in loosened restrictions. Doug Brown joined us for Breakfast with the Bombers on CFL Free Agency Day, and we speak with a francophone rapper from Winnipeg because, turns out, Pierre-Luc Dubois' favorite music is French rap. I'm Brett McGarry, alongside Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb. We are Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, and this is the Tuesday, February 9th podcast for The Start. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. Last night, I'm watching that uh, Framing Britney Spears documentary that you told us about, Loren, and one of the, the main things in that is the, the hashtag Free Britney. And just as I'm wrapping this up, you, you send us a text to say that there's a new hashtag called Free Line A. Yeah, and I don't know how much it got trending last night or not, but as I was heading to bed, you know, you're you're checking your emails and your social media feed and all the rest just to see what's going on, and, and people were talking about the fact that Patrick Laine had been benched, uh, Tortorella, saying, you know, it's that he felt like he needed to do it. And I'm not sure if it was off a play where he didn't uh, kind of look like he was flat-footed to sort of let a, let uh, a guy go in and score on Columbus. But then but then people kept screen-grabbing shots of Patrick Lonnie just sitting there, you know, minute one, minute two, minute six, minute eight, you know, just with the same kind of smile on his face. And then a couple shots of the coach looking angry. And then, of course, someone started saying, hashtag free Lonnie, um from the bench, or I don't know what the point was from the team. But it's just an interesting dynamic Considering it's a big day for Winnipeg Jets fan line. He, of course, was traded two weeks ago for Dubois, and he makes his appearance tonight, Greg. And so people, I think, rightly or wrongly, I don't know if there's some sort of, I don't think animosity is the right word, Greg, but you're watching how Lani does there, as we will be watching to see how Dubois de- does here, because we want to know that we, we did good in this trade, I think. <laughs> well, I can't. I can't separate my uh, like for Patrick Laine with the jersey that he wears. So, uh, look, there's lots of people who said, uh, you don't like playing for Paul Maurice? Uh, give Good luck, John yeah. Tortorella a try. <laughs> See how that works out. Well, four games in, he had about 11 minutes of ice time in total last night. Four minutes in the second period and none in the third. But the other player... In, involved in that trade was Jack Roslovic, and he scored a beauty goal for the Blue Jackets last night. In fact, it turned out to be the winning goal. So I will retweet that this morning. Actually, I'll retweet it in the break here. It was an absolutely uh, gorgeous goal. But I think you're right. There is a faction of Winnipeg Jets fans who are sitting back and going, oh, I hope things do not go very well for Patrick Laine and Columbus. I cannot count myself in that group. No. Uh, that's not the way I, I tend to... Uh, go down a road when it comes to former players. I don't mind if Patrick Lining performs. I just want Pierre-Luc Dubois to be outstanding go. for the Winnipeg Jets, and we expect to see him in the lineup for the Jets tonight. 
And I think, Brett, that's fair to way to, that's a good way to frame it, right? Like, I, Patrick Liney came out in his first game with Columbus and his first goal was a beauty and it's the kind of thing we know he can do. And so you wish him well, in my opinion. This is how I feel. Uh, but yes, would I like, to, <laughs> would I like Dubois to come out and do the same thing tonight and maybe do better? Sure. I think that's pretty human. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Of course, <laughs> we want him to do better than Patrick Liney does in Columbus. And since it is his debut tonight for the Winnipeg Jets, uh, the debut is on the road. But uh, when does he play here? They play here on Thursday, Greg? Yeah, Thursday, Saturday afternoon against Ottawa. So uh, we won't have to stay up quite as late to, to see or hear the Jets play Thursday. And, of course, a nice midday game on Saturday. Tonight's game, 9 o'clock. I'm contemplating how I'm going to do this. I might have to go to bed at about 3.30 this afternoon and set my alarm for for 9.05 to see the opening face-off. What if you record the game, go to bed early, wake up at like, I don't know, 1.30 or 2 o'clock and just kind of hammer through the game quickly? Can you do that? (laughs) I'm not good at that. (laughs) I'm not good at recording sports. (laughs) When I know it's on, I need to know what's going on, RFN. So I don't know. I don't think I can do that. Okay. I think you're the type that can, like, there's got to be some sort of IV, Twitter IV that could just connect into him, Brett. We could just, like, hook him up, and it would live feed him updates throughout the night, and he would retain him. Greg, you're the type that would just wake up and recite stats and be like, oh, yeah, that was third period, two minutes in. You're like, what? You were sleeping. Yeah, but my IV, well, my maybe Twitter I'll, IV let me know. Maybe I'll just go to go to sleep with uh, Paul Edmonds and Jamie Thomas in my ears, and uh, we'll go, go that way and uh, see how the chips fall. So because it is his debut... At 6.45, we're going to have a conversation on this, and this is where you come in because we need your help, and in exchange for your help, we are giving you a chance to win a $100 gift card from Namath Diamonds as 680CJOB wants to continue to celebrate love this week. So what we need you to do is text us on what would go in the ultimate Manitoba gift basket, whether it's an item or an experience. We're already getting a number of people weighing in on Greg's Twitter at GMACWPG. So text us the item or experience that you would put in and why. And that's the important thing. That's what's going to get you over the top for the chance to win the $100 gift card. So you can start texting us now at 204-780-6868. We'll have a conversation about it at 645. Another conversation we got to have today, Loren, is, is today the day we're going to get some information on potential loosened restrictions. Yeah, well, I listened to Dr. Rusin's uh, newser and some of the audio from that that he gives at 1230 on a pretty regular basis. And so at first he alluded to the fact that more details on these loosened restrictions were coming this week. But then when, we, when he was asked for some more clarity on, you know, what it might mean for brew houses or what it might mean for Valentine's Day, he said more details are coming tomorrow, i.e. he said that yesterday. So not to confuse everybody, sounds like today is the day we're going to get some more info. And so at 637, we'll play you a bit of what he had to say, because there's lots of questions, not just for businesses. Valentine's Day is approaching. That's a big day for businesses and also for people who who buy into that day. And so we want to hear what he has to say about the advice around that and also how he really feels we're at this risky spot, right? Like people might be feeling good, Greg, about the numbers, but he's repeated over and over again. This is kind of where we were in October when I was warning you about Thanksgiving, you know, and not to do anything too crazy on Thanksgiving and stick to your households. And then what happened? We didn't. And November numbers came in fast and furious and dangerous. And so this risky spot is very, very real and they'll be moving slowly. The big difference there is an eightfold difference in how many people are in hospital versus October and now. And so we sit with some uh, very... um, 
what's the word here? So you got to be so careful careful with the terminology because of the signal that it might send. We're on the right direction. We're going in the right direction with our numbers, but it would only take a very small uptick in the wrong direction. And once again, we'd be faced with a situation where our healthcare system is uh, on the border of overwhelm. So we, we, we don't want to see that. We don't want to go anywhere near that again. So it, it's a balancing act, no question, Brett McGarry. Also, I, I've mentioned this before, but uh, we, of course, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and we're on Instagram at 680CJOB. That's kind of our fun zone on social media. All the headlines get put on Facebook and Twitter, but we like to have some fun on Instagram, let you know what's coming up throughout the show, and uh, that's where I like to put important headlines like today is National Pizza Day. Yes. Just thought you should know and uh, put a picture of the Santa Lucia pizza that I <laughs> that I once upon a time took. I've got like 100 pictures of Santa Lucia pizza. But yeah, it's National Pizza Day. Why don't you have today off? I feel like this should be like a <laughs> Brett McGarry holiday. Yeah, every day is almost, almost every day is pizza day. I had pizza yesterday. I went to Safeway and bought one of those Spence Brothers pizzas. I was going to eat a salad and I thought, ah, no. Uh, this past year, if I had a dollar for every time you said, I was going to eat a salad, but... You'd have a lot of dollars. I think I'd have a lot of dollars, Brett. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That polar vortex continues to blanket Manitoba with a dangerously cold weather sticking around for a few more days, Loren. Yeah, we know many of us are just trying to stay warm in our homes with people uh, making sure their furnaces are up and running and all the rest. But we also know there's been a growing issue in Winnipeg with our most vulnerable turning to bus shelters to stay warm. And so how are they faring in these kinds of temperatures? Well, as Global's Joe Scarpelli explains, there is a team of people out there dedicated to trying to help. It feels like the minus 40s outside and the city's new downtown community safety partnership foot patrol is out in full force. A bottle of water, some granola bag. Essentials on hand, this team is looking for anyone who needs help. The community is survival mode. With no direct calls for assistance yet, they head to common gathering areas. First stop is this bus shack in front of Portage Place. And sure enough, the glass is so fogged up, it's difficult to even see the people inside of it trying to find some relief. Knowing that they have no food as well, no water. Water. Do you want a protein bar? Right here. The team hands over a much-needed bite to eat, some water, and even face masks to keep them safe from the coronavirus. Their next stop is another bus shack around the corner, where they find a similar situation. How are you doing now? They feed a man and head inside, expecting to find gatherings in the skywalk. Once this cold day will come inside, definitely they'll be walking on the skywalk. So it's a great way for us if they are in here, we come across and connect with them. Turns out to be quiet. Yeah, so we get four protein bars. So the team pauses to write down what they've done so far and where the most help has been needed. We're able to look at it later on and kind of... Um, deploy resources accordingly. Resources that will surely be needed with the bitter cold not letting up anytime soon. Joe Scarpelli, Global News. I saw that report last night. Very difficult to see. And when you realize some of us are complaining about vehicles not starting or, oh, I forgot to plug in my car or uh, it's uh, only 19 degrees in my house, it puts it all into perspective. So uh, for those out on the street, if you're... uh, 
experiencing this, it's obviously a really difficult time and uh, difficult to see it. But glad to see, uh, Brett McGarry, that we have uh, folks on the street out there doing their best to help out. Yeah, that's it was really heartening to hear that because even yesterday morning, just standing outside, just making the walk from my building to the cab, it was so, like, it's awful right now. But yesterday, like, it was the kind of cold where I think, like, you could feel everything just seizing up. It was so, it was frightening. The idea of being outside for more than 30 seconds, two minutes, uh, is so perilous. So kudos to them for helping out those in need. Right now we want to talk about the Welcome to Winnipeg virtual gift basket. We're building a virtual gift basket, the ultimate Manitoba gift basket. Pierre-Luc Dubois making his debut tonight for the Winnipeg Jets on the road at home on Thursday. So text us at 204-780-6868. What item or experience would you include in that gift basket and why? And for That'll give you a chance to win a $100 gift card for Namath Diamonds. Let's go around the horn here. We've got producer Sky in for Forte, Cam Poitras, Jeff Braun. Producer Sky, why don't we start with you? Excellent, because then I get rye priority here. So I'm very happy that you've come to me first. Okay. I'm going with, obviously, a Winnipeg rye to open up his sandwich world. But I'm going with the superior rye, which is the natural, natural European rye. This may cause some issues, but that's what I'm going with. <laughs> Why would that cause issues? Because I think somebody else on this panel has a different rye. Well, I picked okay. city bread rye, yes. uh, of course. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, because you get, see, I love natural rye, but city bread rye, I think, is just a slightly over top. But I'm, I, if you bring me a loaf of bread, like when I lived out of the province and I was working in like Calgary and BC, that's what I would get my mom. Which that's what I would say. My mom sent me. If you're sending me a care package, make sure you stuff it full of of rye bread because we in Calgary I could get it, but it was old and it just was not as good. And I I think that the rye bread here in Winnipeg is the best bread on the planet. Um, Coop. So no, no, not. Coop. I mean, Coop's okay, but it's no natural. It's no city bread. I concur. Yeah. There we go. I'm with you. There's nothing to argue, so. Not the rye I was thinking of. Well, actually, that was one of the texts that we got was, uh, where was that one now? Gary, I think. Um, no, there was an, oh, the, the two tastes of Manitoba and one drink. I give my out of province guests toasted buttered Winnipeg rye bread yes. with Cantor's bacon oh, and some Gimli Crown Royal in the evening. Always high rated quality eats and drinks. So, Sky and Cam are both on the rye train. That's what you would include, rye bread? Yep. Yes, please. Okay. Jeff Braun? Uh, how about an extension cord with which to plug in your car? <laughs> <laughs> which I discovered this week I desperately need, and I went shopping for one yesterday and couldn't find one. But uh, Get out. You couldn't find I only one went to, I mean, I went to one store. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Search continues today. <laughs> okay. Hey, that's a practical and uh, important option to have. So well done. GMAC, what about you? Uh, I would be... A Winnipeg Blue Bomber game day experience. Oh, yeah? When you play for the Jets, obviously, typically, you're playing in front of one of the more boisterous, if not the loudest crowd in the NHL, depending on the circumstance. It would be great for a hockey player, and I've seen Andrew Kopp and Nikolai Ehlers and Andrew Lowry, uh, Adam Lowry, Andrew Lowry, Adam Lowry, at the Blue Bomber games. They love to go to the games, and I would love to see P.L. Dubois attend a Blue Bomber game, preferably Banjo Bowl, so he could get the full-fledged 
full stadium experience. So that's what I'm putting on the list. Yeah, that uh, Banjo Bowl that I went to this year, I think it's actually the first one I've attended, uh, or I guess last uh, 2019, <laughs> this year. Wow, has it been that long already? And it was just so electric. That's a great That's a great option, GMAC. What about you, Loren? Well, a couple of our listeners have agreed with me. I was going to go with the garbage mitts, you know, the Raber garbage gloves that uh, come out of the Winnipeg factory here. And they've also said they'd throw in a pair of booster cables that came from both Kristen <laughs> and Mike. But I'm thinking we could do more of an experience. So, Brett, you're the golfer. We get a golf cart or some sort of – we do like a full day where we go to different city courses. Uh, Greg, because he's got this photographic memory, can point out different corners and be like, that's the corner me and Mickey got in a fight in in grade seven that, uh, <laughs> you know, after we came out of school and you have a history lesson. And then I would just be in the back of the cart with a box of wine just to... It's not Manitoban, but... Enjoying the sights. Right. It's all of us together giving him a start experience. I like it. Uh, For me, uh, since it's National Pizza Day, I would include uh, like a pack of like a, a, a booklet, as it were, of gift cards for a variety of pizzerias. And I've just... I've This isn't necessarily my endorsement for my absolute favorite places but there are a handful here like San Lucia has got to be in there that's a slam dunk every single time even like when I get at San Lucia pizza that is kind of okay it's still better than most uh, gondola pizza as they say it's incomparable right mm-hmm. Tony's on Pemina I love that place and that's the one that has the little sort of uh, wad of dough in the middle of the pizza uh, Dal's in Transcona a staple of Transcona. And then there's Diana's on St. Anne's, oh which boy. has won, I think that's a worldwide award yeah. winner. And then Tommy's on Corden has oh. also won some worldwide Let's change awards. this to a pizza tour. Scrap the golf. <laughs> Holy smokes. <laughs> uh, but, then, uh, I mean, he's a professional athlete. He's not filling up on rye bread and pizza, you guys. He's a... <laughs> Eating health food, and he's trying to stay in peak physical condition. He can condition. have a salad, and we'll have pizza. We'll just hang. There's other things on the menu. If you ate pizza, this is what it would look like. This is what Winnipeggers eat. You if you chips, could, if you could indulge. Well, then what about this? Have he's 22. Of, I'll, I'll give him some parsley. For him. I'll grow some parsley for him in my garden and give him that. <laughs> well, That's check out girl. this. Have you guys seen the Stack Co? T-H-E-S-T-A. A-K-C-O.com. It's all beans and Manitoba lentils, and they ship these things all over North America. You can buy them in store as well. And they're these Manitoba Pulse products, and uh, they have recipes online. That's healthy. All there sorts you go. of great stuff. This is really cool. Well, that's all. I'm not okay. interested, but it's healthy. <laughs> We have at last made contact with our guest uh, to talk flowers. The headline at globalnews.ca might as well read, if you haven't bought flowers yet for Valentine's Day, prepare to be a disappointment to your partner. That's actually not what the headline says. It just says, order your flowers early. Pandemic brings Valentine's Valentine's supply problems for florists. So let's bring in Catherine Matricki from Calia Flowers to see if the flower shortage is affecting her. Good morning, Catherine. Good morning. Sorry I'm late this morning, guys. I was unpacking lilies. <laughs> oh, well, okay. So you're a busy bee as Valentine's Day approaches. Uh, this headline is from a story out of Calgary, but there are similar headlines across Canada. So what are you experiencing? You know, it's been a weird year, and I think that's true for every business, but particularly in flowers. 
um, because they're real, live, perishable, grown products. Um, supply and demand is a really big thing. And so we've had some challenges for sure. The, the Calio world has been working hard to make sure we've got the right blooms for Valentine's Day. We've just had to be really flexible. And I think that's one of the things that I'm asking for customers as well. Um, understand that we're working really hard and the farms are working as hard as they can, but but it might not be exactly what you had, had pictured and that's going to be okay. <laughs> well, in a typical year, when would people have to have their their orders into you, uh, Catherine, because I know I have ordered uh, sometimes on the day of special occasions and you've managed to fulfill my order. Is that going to be a different story this year? You know, we're going to see. So we're seeing for sure people are starting to get their orders in for flowers early. So lots of people looking to get that Cali experience. We're hoping that we're going to be able to take orders up until Valentine's Day, but no promises. Typically, you know, we take same day orders up until 1230 every day, but uh, this year, it's going to be a challenge. So order today, order in the next hour, order tomorrow. That's all I can promise. <laughs> what's, what's the issue? One of the things I was reading, Catherine, is that the flowers come in on planes. There's fewer planes in the skies. And so that's limiting some of the product that we see. What are you hearing from suppliers? Yeah, you know, it's it's largely due to, as I mentioned, kind of the supply and demand with perishable products. And I think it's been a weird year for growers. Um, they weren't sure, you know, what was going to happen with COVID, what was going to happen as different markets open and close in terms of restrictions. You know, Manitoba is just starting to open up. And, and all of that has impacts in terms of demand for flowers. And so what we're seeing is that they're just having a hard time providing consistent supply. So, you know, we wanted pink stargazer lilies. X Farm only has a certain amount of quantity. And so we're having to shift to different farms or maybe it's going to be light pink instead of dark pink. Or, or some of that. And I mean, I've actually been really happy with what we've seen in terms of what's coming in this week. The quality has been incredible. Um, our team has worked really hard to deliver some amazing, particularly BC product and some Ontario product in the East. Um, so there's some beautiful flowers coming into Calia, but we're just seeing that we're having to be a little bit flexible in terms of what we're getting in that's been grown um, and then try and provide a, an amazing experience still to our customers. The Stargazer Lily is my favorite flower, by the way, so I'm happy you mentioned that. I'm looking that. at some right now, so that's perfect. <laughs> Uh, Now, some people might think, why would I want to order flowers when I can just walk into a store and buy a pre-made basket? Uh, For those who might not know, what's the difference? Yeah, so we try and do things differently to make it a better experience. And so the first thing we're doing is online ordering. And and particularly over this last year, we really invested in the technology to make that super clean. So everything from, you know, five clicks to order online all the way through to like it's minus, I don't know, a million here today. And it will be for Valentine's Day. And so to make sure that your flowers stay super safe in delivery, we're doing text notifications and ETAs and drivers on the way and photos of the door and all that kind of stuff to, to make sure that your flowers arrive in great condition. Um, And then the other thing that we do to make your life easy is we only do three bouquets at a time. And so when I talk about that consistency and making sure that we can guarantee the quality, regardless of what's happening from the farms, it's because the picture we show you on the website is exactly what's going to get delivered. And so particularly in a COVID world where everyone's trying to stay home as much as possible, um, it's a nice opportunity for people to order easily on their phone, get it delivered to their door, but have confidence that it's going to arrive and be beautiful. Calia.com is the website. Catherine Matricki from Calia Flowers joining us live on 680 CJOB. Catherine, thanks for joining us in Godspeed this week. I know it's going to be busy. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Happy Valentine's Day. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, we are putting together a virtual gift basket. Welcome to Winnipeg Gift Basket. Pierre-Luc Dubois makes his debut tonight for the Jets, so we're talking about what would you include in a, such a gift basket if you were giving it to somebody. And Loren, Melissa's text has caught your eye. Yeah, well, she texted to say she would donate a Confusion Corner video tutorial for the peg basket, reason being that after five days of driving from Nova Scotia to Winnipeg, it was the only time she says her GPS ever said, quote, 
whenever possible, make the next legal U-turn. <laughs> we have never seen an apparatus like that in our lives. So naturally, I turned when I shouldn't. I had to use my Nova Scotia plates as the reason to the locals. Oops. It wasn't until our new friends took us on an outing that we actually figured out how to get through. I mean, good grief. A roundabout would have been much easier. But yes, a practical solution. A Confusion Corner tutorial, Greg. <laughs> I love that. And uh, I think they have Confusion Corner t-shirts, which would be awesome as well to go along with that. Brenda says, I'd organize being a star for a day, working on a film being made in Winnipeg, maybe a Christmas film, including a background part where they get to have meals with the cast and crew. A limo picks them up, delivers them back home with an autographed copy of the sides for that day. Thank you for that, Brenda. So keep those texts coming, 204-780-6868 for your chance to win a $100 gift card for Namath Diamonds. And uh, oh, we got an update on the, the Thompson pizza. Apparently it's uh, super cheesy and the, the crust is heavy. So that sounds uh, good because uh, James also saying that it's... Um it's run, Thompson-style pizza, run by some people who worked at the famous San Maria Pizza in Thompson. One piece is all you need. Oh. Every topping you want, meat lovers, XL weighs about six pounds. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow, we got to try this now. <laughs> that is amazing. So I, uh, I, I definitely have to investigate that now. For Breakfast with the Bombers, brought to you by the Cooperators. Find an advisor at cooperators.ca, a better place for you. By now, you're, you're looking at some of those guys that, that if they're not signed, they've, they've expressed the desire to, to, to wait. That was the voice, or is the voice, of Winnipeg Blue Bombers General Manager Kyle Walters as he spoke on the likelihood of any of the 11 Winnipeg Blue Bombers who become free agents at 11 o'clock this morning signing with the Grey Cup champions. Walters cautioned that his club isn't expecting to make any major waves in free agencies as the team has done in the past, Greg. Yeah, the player at the top of the list of players without a contract as we speak is kicker Justin Medlock. Justin's working full-time and just hasn't ready to committed to anything for 2021. So, and to your point, yes, it's been, um, it's been nice to just a nice luxury for us to have arguably the best kicker in the history of the CFL, just put his name in there and not have to worry about it. But uh, we knew at some point, you know, there, you know, we, we talk every, every year. Okay. What's, what's the plan if, if, if Justin decides to retire this year and um, you know, we, we've, we've obviously talked it through and we'll, we'll see, you know, we drafted, drafted the young, young kid from Western last year who had a very successful university career to come in and, and, you know, be groomed by Justin was, was a, the plan for, for this now we didn't get a you know, didn't get a chance but you know he'll be given an opportunity and um, you know we'll, we'll, there's still good American kickers down there that can do all do them all and, and you know the global the global draft is is filled with uh, Australian kickers that are that are solid players as well. The only thing better than a Canadian kicker might be an Aussie kicker. Former Winnipeg Blue Bomber great, Canadian Football Hall of Famer and analyst on Blue Bomber football right here on 680 CJOB is Doug Brown and Doug joins us now. Good morning, ninety seven. Good morning, guys. How's it going? We're doing okay. So before we get into the mindset of pending free agents, which is why we brought you on this morning as a former player, I'm going to say something which might be difficult to hear for you, Douglas, about a kicker. Is it likely that with the possible exception of Andrew Harris that Justin Medlock was the most important free agent signing in the rebuild of the Winnipeg Football Club? 
the most important. I think he's he's incredibly important to the football club. But I don't I don't know. I think Kyle Walters has done a fantastic job in the offseason thus far. I, I think uh, he signed re-signed everybody he needed to, and then some. Um, I think they're a different football team when Medlock was you know eighty six percent of their offense. It, it appeared there there used to be games uh, when this regime kind of started and Medlock came onto the roster. Uh, you know, they were having a hard time scoring touchdowns, and he used to be the guy they relied on. He was just going to get them three from wherever on the field. I think this offense has taken steps where they're not that reliant now upon uh, that kind of level of kicking prowess, but he's still uh, a very important piece to the puzzle. He's a, he's a great guy. Actually, I've gotten to know uh, Medlock over, over the years, and uh, he's, uh, he's a guy you want on your roster, definitely in your locker room. Um, the way he approaches his craft, the, you know, the way he hones his, his skills, he's he's as good as they get. And there, there's a reason for it because of, you know, his approach to the game. So um, I, I think Kyle's had an outstanding offseason, especially when you're the defending champion and you have so many players that are coming up that you have to deal with. But uh, there's going to be a hiccup or two, and, and this appears to be the one right now. Now, it seems like there would be a minimum of three types of players waiting for their phones to ring today. Money is always a factor, uh, paired with one of these scenarios. One who wants to stay with the club they've been with, one who wants to play for any team who is willing to have them, and those who are looking for a situation where they can play more. Which of those would you rather be? Uh, which would I rather be? Well, I, I think, uh, you know, a legitimate... Uh, reason to go into free agency is if you feel you're undervalued as a player or if you feel you have a bigger role to share right if you're on a, a great cup championship roster uh one of the best teams obviously in in the cfl expected to be one of the best teams going forward in, in 2021 and you might not have the role that you feel you could play on a, a number of other football teams, right? It's uh, if, you're, if this is the best team, then you have a lot of the best players. And it's pretty hard um, to show your stuff as a defensive end if you're playing behind Willie Jefferson. You know, the, the, you're not going to see the field as long as he uh, is healthy and wants to play. So um, I would say it, a lot of it has to do with, uh, you know, opportunity. I, I think that's uh, one of the best reasons. I've never gone to free agency myself personally, but. Um, if you're being undervalued and or you want a bigger opportunity on, on a football team where you might not have it here just because of the depth chart, then those are uh, uh, two, two definite reasons to, uh, to dip your foot in the waters. And Doug, I think that's a scenario Manitobans can relate to, whether you're you know, playing football or you're a professional athlete or not. Many people have thought that they might be undervalued in their work or they might be wanting more money or they might, might want a different role. Given that we're in such uncertain times, and these are conversations that have taken place, I'm sure, in households across the country right now, do, do I dare go in and ask for more when, <laughs> when people are having such a difficult time? What advice do you give to a player on a day like today when they have that ask? Yeah, you know... It's uh, it's so position and and uh, situation specific, but um, as someone who never actually left Winnipeg for for other pastures in uh, the CFL landscape, I'm definitely one of those guys that doesn't think the grass is greener elsewhere. Um, I mean, the Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football Club right now is kind of at the apex of. Uh, you know, how good the team is right now, the the environment that they play in, the coaching staff, the continuity they have, the, the foundation they've laid. Uh, if you think you're going to go somewhere else and have a better time, I mean, I, I just watch, watch guys like, you know, Charleston Hughes, who just goes to Toronto, and I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, 
you're chasing that dollar and that's fine. You might be close to retirement, but you want to talk about a, a negative Canadian football league environment. I mean, for some, it, it seems like some guys don't see anything other than the money when they uh, approach and get into free agency. And, and, and that's really disappointing because there's so many other things, so many other factors you need to consider for your professional football career. And uh, Winnipeg's really put them all together. I think, I think they have uh, uh, one of the best organizations and programs now in the Canadian Football League. Doug, you're technically a free agent right now. Maybe your phone rings today. <laughs> I am a free agent. You know, uh, I, I'm more tight end size now. I was watching the Super Bowl. Uh, my weight's down to about that of the Gronkowski right now, but uh, I don't think I have the the wheels or the recovery time anymore. So probably have to learn how to catch a football too. I saw that offensive lineman. You seem to get hit in the face with that football. That was embarrassing. <laughs> Well, you know, maybe you can make a deal where you just play every other week if recovery is the big issue. Yeah, yeah I could block for sure on the end. I mean, that's uh, playing offensive line. That's the easiest position in football field, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> well, on that uh, can of opened worms, I guess we'll let you go, Douglas. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thank you for having me on. Always a pleasure in the morning. Doug Brown joining us live on 680 CJOB for Breakfast with the Bombers, and we'll have much more throughout the day on CJOB on CFL Free Agency Day. Right now, we want to continue the conversation on the fact that in just two hours' time, Premier Brian Pallister and Dr. Brent Rusin will be speaking live. We'll carry that live on 680 CJOB on uh, this the, the topic, Loren, of loosening some of the restrictions. Yeah, the current public health order that's in place expires Friday, and so we know new rules are going to come in and they hinted at what they might be, you know, 25% capacity at restaurants for in-store di- or in-room dining. There might be some changes to sizes of worship or weddings, just slight changes. There's going to be capacity limits maybe for nail salons or tattoo parlors. That was all th- thrown out last week is what might be coming. Uh, not clear if we're going to see any changes at all to gatherings. It doesn't sound like it, although there might be maybe some changes to what we can do outside. And then there's also lots of questions about sports, organized sports, indoor organized sports was not mentioned at all uh, as a possibility. Gyms were, but there was some confusion and questions around that. And then there was a hint that maybe outdoor sports, Greg, Greg might be allowed to go ahead in terms uh, what that might mean. I'm not quite sure because I know people are cross-country skiing and snowshoeing and tobogganing and skating outside. So can you do that in a more organized fashion? Say if we can have a practice inside, are we allowed to then move that outside with 20 kids on the ice at one time? And so these are all the things that we might get some clarity around, although clarity is not always the name of the game when it comes to these news conferences that we've heard over the past 10 months. No question about it. And I think... Just based on what I've heard and based on what was said last week, that the the belief, think and belief, right? That's where you run into problems. And that's why uh, so many of us have called on the government to make sure that these changes, whatever they look like along the way, have been crystal clear. So there isn't room for much interpretation. But it feels as though, based on what was said last week, that outdoor practices with your team or organization is something that you could contemplate and uh, perhaps organize. But uh, I don't get any sense at all that the indoor activities are going to get a go ahead. I know yesterday there was contemplation and a, a letter or an email that we got from uh, the folks that run the dance studios, the only way I really see that happening is if it's a one-on-one situation. 
I, I can't see if they're not going to let you go into a hockey arena and have organized hockey games or ringette games, the chances of you being able to bring in more than one person into a confined space like a dance studio, I just don't see that happening. The gyms are going to be, if they reopen, obviously it's going to be in a modified fashion. So just so many qualifiers here. And Brett, do you think that's dangerous when there's so many qualifications to things being opened? Because then it, it leaves it open to interpretation. And I think we've we've just touched on that a little bit this morning. Yeah, that's fair. I think with the dancing in particular, part of the reason why they they, they are upset and are pushing to be open is they're saying, well, look, they are, they're allowing kids in schools to have dance lessons. And the, they actually sent a video uh, to our 680CJOB Instagram of kids wearing masks and then physically distancing, doing uh, dance in class. So I, w- I would say that's a fair argument, um, so I wouldn't have a problem with that. But for me, just looking at this list of restrictions, there's almost nothing here that really would affect me personally. Like, I like the idea of being able to go to a restaurant, but as we've uh, heard this week, at 20, if they can only open at 25% capacity, many of them probably not even going to bother opening. And it's not like I could go with anybody anyway, although I don't mind the idea of going and, and just having a beer by myself and getting mm-hmm. some some fish and chips that are fresh and prepared right there. I don't have to stuff it into a cooler and be like, like I feel like I'm a skip the dishes courier, you know, with one of those bags having to race home to get it home before it, it heats up. I do like the idea of being able to go to a gym, uh, particularly because I need it. I like my leg is in bad shape. I need to strengthen my my legs. I've been doing squats and stuff at home, but it would be nice to have access to some real equipment uh, because I, it's not just because I want to want to try to get them gains, bro. I actually <laughs> I need to strengthen my body. I'm falling apart, so I need to take better care of myself. So a gym would help with that. And as far as the rest of this stuff goes, I think I I like that it will at least get some more people back to work, like wedding uh, or like photographers, allowing them to resume operations outdoors at least. So the idea of getting more people back to work, I think, is good. I think one of the the struggles, and it's it is hard to wrap your head around because how often have we heard over the past year? Well, how come this can happen, but that can happen? And mm-hmm. you made the dance studio versus school comparison, and so they are still trying to minimize a mixing of cohorts and groups. And so that's the hard part to wrap your head around when it comes to the kids because they're going to school with a set group of people and then we're not supposed to be technically seeing them afterwards unless I've designated, say, two of those kids from school to be in the house. And so who my kids go to school with is not necessarily who they do their activities with. So you have more prolonged indoor contact. You have more mixing of groups of people when we allow all sorts of activities to continue, like say dance or different sports or what have you inside. Because again, the kids are not playing with their classmate. They might be playing with their next door neighbor. Or they might be playing with someone from across town if your dance studio is across town. And so it's just all about, I think that's what they're weighing in on this, but I can appreciate the questions that arise every time like, uh, hang on. I feel like I'm just not seeing the clarity here. And so uh, for me, I actually <laughs> sounds terrible. I'm not looking forward to any of it because it just raises more questions for me. I'm just never sure then, you know, I go into that place and I'm like, am I supposed to, should I be here? Am I allowed to be here? Are we doing this right? Should I be allowed to sit here? Should they be sitting there? Are those people with their family? Like, I just feel it opens up for all this ambiguity and it's almost too stressful sometimes. Well, I think uh, the good news in that, that you just outlined, Loren, is the fact that a lot of people feel exactly the same way you do and not everybody's at the starting line, you know, ready, set, go 
to just get back out there. There are a large enough number of people in our province who are like, yeah, you know what? You can open all you want. I'm staying home. I'm still getting my groceries delivered. I'm going to remain sort of within my four walls. I'm going to remain within my family unit. And I'm not going to stray from that until things are very much different. If everybody was champing at the bit to get back to normalcy and to stretch the limitations of these changing rules and regulations, depending on what we see, I think the government would be a lot more nervous about moving forward with them. But I think they understand that there are people who are just simply not going to, doesn't matter what you open, I'm not going anywhere. Mackling, McGarry and McNabb, we want to help you celebrate love with Namath Diamonds. We've got a $100 gift card up for grabs based on your texts at 204-780-6868. We started the conversation this morning. What would you put in the ultimate Manitoba gift basket? The welcome to Winnipeg gift basket for Pierre-Luc Dubois, who makes his debut tonight with the Winnipeg Jets. We asked you to tell us which item or experience would you include and why. And we have received a legion of amazing text messages and we've learned a lot about Winnipeg and Manitoba you know I learned about Thompson style pizza didn't know that was a thing and there is a place in Winnipeg where one can get these six pound pizzas so that's definitely something in my future but Sandy Greg has cut a very efficient swath of Manitoba goodies here and like I don't know if was this looks like three lines or less yeah no kidding and it could can Contain uh, probably, what, about 70% of the text messages here connecting the dots. My Welcome to Winnipeg gift basket would include Bothwell cheese, craft beers from Nonsuch, kielbasa from Central Meats, pierogies from uh, Savalas. I don't, I don't know that one. I'm going to write that one down. Uh, Winnie the Pooh stuffy, a mosquito swatter, <laughs> beaver tails, bannock, maple sugar fudge, and a big smile emoji. That's from bannock. Sandy. That's a good shout. It is. I like it. Oh, Savella's, uh, oh, that's the place in Transcona. That's at 126 Victoria Avenue West. I've heard, I, I, everybody always just says the Ukrainian place on uh, Victoria. But okay. yeah, Savella's Ukrainian Deli. Yeah, that place gets lined up sometimes. Yeah, yeah, their does food, it really? Yeah, their food is apparently okay. legendary. All so. right, then. Um, you know, speaking of this, this is just a whole other aside I'm taking this on. Why don't we have a pierogi week? You know, we have all these other foods. Like, there's so many oh, pierogies to Loren have. Loren McNabb. Why did you say think, that out loud on the radio? I think, did we have, we've had, we have so, I know we have a potato week. Oh, uh, that might be part of it, yeah. But uh, there might that, be uh, a, per, a pierogi week. I can't remember if there have been so many. There's potato, maybe it's, maybe it's. It's Maybe you could so start one. So well, obvi- I am because you mentioned the, the the place in Transcona, and then I spent the last twenty minutes salivating over Pierogi Planet's website because somebody else mentioned that, and I was like, "What is this place?" And then I went looking, <laughs> and then I have all these pierogies. different. Co- and then I'm thinking, "What can I make tonight that goes with the pierogies?" And I'm like, "I don't need anything to go with the pierogies. Like I've got a whole menu going on right now." So I'm sorry. That's uh, really I really like to detract here, but pierogies, you know, food, Brett, gets me going. Well, let's get going with Melissa Loren. Can you read Melissa's? winning entry of the text yes and so many great entries this morning this one just uh this one was funny and so winnipeg so melissa texted to say morning guys i would donate a confusion corner video tutorial for the virtual peg gift basket reason being is that after five days of driving from nova scotia to winnipeg it was the only time our gps said 
whenever possible, make the next legal U-turn. <laughs> we have never seen an apparatus like that in our lives. So naturally, I turned when I shouldn't. I had to use my Nova Scotia plates as a reason to the locals. It wasn't until our new friends took us on an outing that we actually figured out how to get through Confusion Corner. Good grief, a roundabout would have been so much easier. Uh, do tell, Melissa. Have a great day. Congratulations, Melissa. You are the winner. Thanks to all who participated. It has been two weeks since Pierre-Luc Dubois was traded to Winnipeg in exchange for Patrick Laine and Jack Roslevic, but tonight Winnipeg Jets fans finally get to see Dubois in action. So as we roll out the welcome mat, we've been asking you this morning what you would put in a virtual gift, ba- gift basket for Dubois. And on the list of must-haves are experiences like the Forks, Festival de Voyageurs, and music. Dubois has said in the past that his favorite is French Rap, And so this morning, we want to introduce you to a local francophone hip-hop artist, Loren. Yeah, and if anyone gets what it's like to be new to Winnipeg, it's Alpha Tushineza. He grew up in Belgium and Luxembourg before moving to Winnipeg in 2014. And one of his songs, called Winnipeg Transit, is about his first impressions, landing at the Winnipeg airport and taking the bus into the city. Je suis en transit, dans un bus en vie, direction du centre-ville. C'est la confusion du côté d'Osborne Street Bloqué dans le trafic entre Portage et Maine Partout le même chaos avant de rejoindre l'exchange Je suis arrivé en avril, débarqué dans une ville recouverte de poussière Mais pas question de partir, bien que j'aurais pu me dégoûter de ces côtières Forcer le risque de ses pairs so we were just talking about this, guys. The confusion on Osborne Street, stuck in traffic between Portage and Maine, everywhere the same chaos before joining the exchange. That's a rough translate thanks to Google Translate, but even if you don't speak French, you only need to hear the chorus to hear his passion for the city. And so we're so pleased now to welcome on to our program Alpha Tushaniza, Francophone hip hop artist. Good morning, Alpha. Good morning. How are you guys doing? We're well. Thank you for sharing your time and your music with us. Uh, we were loving it this morning. Uh, we get up really early, so it was nice to have uh, something so inspiring like that. I'm curious, your first impressions of Winnipeg. Did you really land at the airport and get on a city bus coming downtown? Uh, almost, actually. I took the cab. That was my first time. And landing out of the airport, taking a cab was easier because I wasn't familiar with the bus yet. But, uh, yes, uh, most of what I'm describing in the song is just like my first impressions. And it's kind of a city that drew, drew on me. So it's a love letter to, to my city now. Now, when I was listening to the song, uh, I went to French Immersion, so I, I, I've lost, unfortunately, a lot of it, but I can still sort of loosely follow along. And there's one line where you talked about franglais. Now, is that a line that was directed at you by somebody who speaks French in this community, or were you directing it at someone else? Like, what was it? Because that was a term we always used to be accused of in school, was our franglais, where we would try to just, like, take our English and make it French. Actually, the the shot, which is a funny shot, was aimed at at my friends in Montreal because they would always not believe that in Manitoba you have some people who can speak French. So I would just say, "Hello, Montreal, we love your franglais." So uh, it it was just like a kind shot because 
you know, French Canadians, we have so many ways of speaking in French, just that so there are so many ways of speaking in English. So it's just a fun way of just talking about our French. Well, Alpha, we're so glad that you have this passion for our community and you've shared it in music. You also dig into, I think you touch on some some tougher topics in uh, what from the outside feels like an uplifting song and an uh, inspirational one, but you do get into some other, you just touch on different parts of the city, the North End in particular, uh, suggesting, um, well, why don't you? I don't need to put words in your mouth. You're a great uh, lyricist. You don't need my help. What were you saying about uh, that in particular part of the, the city? So what I was saying is actually that uh, I, I love every part of the city and even the North End that has kind of a reputation is still like, uh, you know, when I, I, I remember the line before coming to Winnipeg where it was told that Winnipeg was the most violent city, most racist city. And I was like, you guess what? Even North Rand is, a, even the North End is a great place to be, even if it is has all those stereotypes. Basically, what I'm talking about in this whole song is about Winnipeg being this kind of city. It might not be the best, the biggest, the most beautiful, but it's it's like that that person that that you just love the way she is, and it's just a way of saying, you know, however you are with our flaws, with whoever we are. We, we can still love each other. And that's how I consider uh, embracing this city. And so that's why I'm talking about every aspect of it, good or bad, it's our city. And uh, whether there's violence or not, we are still responsible to, to do the best to make it a better city. And yeah, it's just a positive way of embracing my city, Winnipeg. Yeah, you said it's a love letter to Winnipeg, and so I think that comes through in what you've said just now, but also in your lyrics. And uh, music is such a big part of our lives, and we've been missing it for the past year in terms of live concerts and live venues, Alpha. And I know we can't see it as usual, but if we could, where would we go? What's the Francophone music scene like here, in particular when it comes to Franco-Manitoban hip-hop artists? Oh, well, uh, the thing is, like, uh, well, I would, of course, invite you traditionally to St. Boniface, um, I would invite you to meet people like Justin Lacroix, who's like a, uh, just a great musician, guitar player. I would invite you to meet people like uh, um, Daniel Roy, Eagle Spank, who's more like have, has more like a funky vibe to it. My friend Kelly Bado is an incredible singer with African vibes, etc. And in terms of hip hop, well, uh, there's people like Alfa Toshineza, there's people like there's people, um, young people at the University of St. Boniface who are passionate about music, about uh, hip-hop. And there's a lot of people who do spoken words also. Uh, I used to be part of uh, an event uh, at the Alliance Française on Corridon Street, and we used to have those spoken words events in French, in English, in all kinds of languages. So it's more than just hip-hop, it's really art, poetry, slam, and of course, I'm very in tune with what's going on in, in hip-hop in general, like uh, even groups like the Three Peats or Super Duty, Tough Work. So that's what I love about Winnipeg. It's, uh, there's so much diversity, uh, whether it is linguistically or even just musically, and that's, that's really what we love about the city. So you can go in any neighborhood 
and just find amazing art. And of course, right now, uh, I would suggest just check online and just follow this Festival du Voyageur online. I know it's very tough right now because we want to be out there. But guess what? With minus 56 windshields, I prefer staying at home and just <laughs> following <laughs> festivals <laughs> from my home. Yeah. Our guest is Alpha Toshineza. He is a local Francophone hip-hop artist, and we're talking to him because Pierre-Luc Dubois, who starts tonight for the Jets, says he, he likes French rap. So, Alpha, I guess, you know, what are your thoughts on the Jets and Mr. Pierre-Luc Dubois? Well, I'm so glad that we... Uh, it's always great to, to welcome someone from, from Montreal, especially if... Uh, People are proud Canadians, so I, I'm, I'm so happy to see him starting for the Jets. And I really believe that he's going to bring a lot for, for our team. I still believe that the Jets can make it. And then, uh, yeah, Winnipeg go, Winnipeg Jets. So let's go, Jets. Alpha, I shared your, your song uh, with a good friend of mine, one of my best friends, in fact. And he is from Eastern Canada. He's, uh, he's uh, francophone. And moved to Winnipeg, oh gosh, it's going on 25 years ago. And I remember the day that I met him, he was sort of counting down the days as to when he might go back to Montreal. Well, now he would never leave. You would have to pay him a million dollars to leave now. And so some of his first impressions, I was trying to close my eyes with the story he told me that first day I met him with the way you shared your first impressions of Winnipeg. I want to ask you, how did we get so lucky to to have someone like you come to our city and become what I would consider a tremendous ambassador for our community? You know, uh, there's no explanation when you fall in love, right? <laughs> so, uh, and also I would say that, uh, again, it's more about the people than just about the buildings and, uh, you know, uh, you could go in any city that has something bigger or better, but at the end it's really about relationships and about people that you meet. And I've just found that I've met some of the most amazing people in the city. And... Um, and if it feels right, why should I leave? So that's there's no explanation to it how you just fall in love with a, with people. So I I just find Winnipeg is a place where people are welcoming. Uh, yeah, there are some tough places, etc. But it's like everywhere in the world, and I believe that especially in this time of pandemic, it's a, it's a moment just to just to uh, be mindful and to be aware of what we have and what we have are people. And if we can build those relationships, when we can create music, when we can create art that is relevant, that can speak to people, encourage, uh, Winnipeg is a great place for that. So anyone who wants to get the same experience, just come see Winnipeg and you will see by yourself how it is. Before we let you go, I'm curious, when you speak to relatives and family back in Europe, I mean, like, what what brought you to Canada in the first place, and are they surprised you settled in Winnipeg? I don't think any um, French European would be surprised that someone moving to Montreal, per se, that Winnipeg might be a bit different. Oh, well, do you know, uh, when I came to Winnipeg, my first year was actually a sabbatical. I just, I always knew that I wanted to travel since a kid, I didn't really expect ending up in Canada at all. I didn't expect actually ending up in Manitoba. I wouldn't even know <laughs> how to find Manitoba on on a land map at all. So I, so it was kind of kind of adventure. I had some information about 
about Manitoba. Uh, I knew Montreal very well. I have family in Toronto. I've known friends everywhere. But as a francophone, like, it was just a hidden gem to end up in Winnipeg and just to meet Saint, people in St. Boniface. But later on, uh, my people in, in Europe were kind of like, are you really serious? Are you, are you lost there? And I'm like, no, everything's fine. And I have friends who have come, actually come to visit and are really blown away by, 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 by the city and by the people. And again, by the kindness that they met everywhere when I would uh, show them places. So uh, I think my family is really happy to see me happy. And of course, uh, I miss them, but you know, it's, uh, they know that I'm safe here and that everything's fine. So I love it here. Alpha Toshineza. He is a francophone hip-hop artist in Winnipeg, joining us live on 680 CJOB. And if you want to check out his song that we played earlier, it's called Winnipeg Trends. It's spelled W-P-G-T-R-N-S-T. Alpha, it's a pleasure to meet you, sir. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure, too. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think, and hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG, that's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global and on Instagram at McNab on C-J-O-B. Talk soon.